The Blevins Franks Report with Rob Kay of Blevins Franks Wealth Management. It's that time on Riviera Radio on a Sunday morning. We say good morning, hi, to Rob Kay. How are you doing, Rob? Good morning and hi to you, Howard. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm very well indeed. Never better. Good. So, last week we focused on pensions, but we also touched on, how would you describe it, later life planning. Once again, we clearly stirred the hornet's nest because this week our mailbag was filled with questions asking, how can we reduce our succession and inheritance tax costs? However, before we discuss succession and inheritance costs, what caught your eye in the news this past week? Well, Howard, uh, last week we reported the US Federal Reserve had raised interest rates by another quarter of 1%, which was quickly followed by similar rate rises on this side of the pond. Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chairman, indicated the central bank's rate rises might be finished, or may might be, he then said, quite out of character, he said that we're feeling, or maybe feeling, getting closer, or even there, to getting this problem sorted out. It was subsequently announced this week that US inflation had slipped below the 5% level to 4.9%, and the US is moving towards the promised land of 2%. Now, unfortunately, inflation rates on this side of the pond seem to be proving to be a little bit more stubborn and petrol prices are not helping matters. Fuel in France is still 6% more expensive than before Russia invaded the Ukraine. And despite falls in many other European countries, on average, the current price of unleaded 95 in France is amongst the most expensive in the European Union at almost €1.90 a litre. The average price across the Eurozone is actually €1.79. And if we needed any reminding that stealth tax are as rife in France as anywhere else, without taxes, the price of fuel in France would be €90, Euro cents, whereas in Italy it's €79 Euro cents, and in Spain it's £0.86. Cents. Many of us probably smiled at the news that a church in Dragon last Sunday had organised a religious procession in a bid to make it rain, as drought conditions in the VAR have intensified. I apologised, but I have to admit that I'd never heard of the expression Roganation, which I discovered are days of prayer, fasting and rituals, which encourage rain to fall. I also discovered Rogations are a transition which dates back hundreds of years and historically they are traditionally performed around Ascension Day. A couple of days after the Roganation, Matteo France then announced a drop in temperatures and expected and expects a rainfall due to what was described as a polar uh, descent from the North Pole. Sure enough, I got caught in one of the promised showers and I was completely drenched on Wednesday, so I won't be poo-pooing any future announcements of Roganations. France also announced this week that it will invest €2 billion Euros over the next four years encouraging people to get on their bikes. Now, the listeners with their slightly longer memories will remember Norman Tebbit caused outrage by suggesting something similar at the Conservative Party conference back in 1981. 200 million will be spent creating more safe cycling lanes and cycling routes. Financial aid to buy a bike will be extended to the end of 2027. Bike purchases will be subsidised, and depending on your household's income, you could get between 300 and 2,000 euros to buy a bike. And if you use your bike to get to work, you'll also benefit with the sustainable transport aid, which will put another two to €300 in your pocket. The government is set to trial new highway call rules to encourage safer cycling and streamline bicycle traffic. It also intends to help 850,000 schoolchildren a year learn to ride a bike and develop a culture of cycling across the country. 
the government also intends to support the French bike manufacturing manufacturing sector and help it produce more than 1.4 million bikes every year by 2027. I remembered Norman Tebbit. So can we start with a brief explanation about succession law? Yeah, France operates under what's known as the Napoleonic Rules, Howard. Um, in France, children are what is, what is known as protected heirs, and the Napoleonic Rules dictate that they must inherit a share of their parents' estate when their parents die. This is completely different to the rules many of our listeners are probably familiar with in the UK. How much each child receives depends completely on how many children you have, and unlike the tax system, French succession law works on an individual basis rather than a household basis. The succession laws are also governed by what regime you are married under, which can be an issue if you are not married in France, because France will simply apply one, and frequently that gift from the French tax authorities doesn't gift you or fit with your testimony wishes. If you have one child, when one of the parents dies, French law dictates 50% of the deceased estate must pass to that child. If you have two children, they must each receive one-third of your estate. And if you have three or more, they equally share 75% of your estate. These pre-prescribed amounts are known as the non-disposable element of your estate. The French state dictates what happens to those assets when you die. The remaining element, known as the freely disposable element, is the amount you can leave to whoever you want. It could be your spouse, partner or anyone else for that matter. This is where many British nationals come unstuck. A couple I met recently had moved to France, then came to see me to discuss their tax situation. Like most of us, they wanted, wherever possible, to reduce their French tax liabilities. However, they are not married and they have two young children. We discussed tax, but our conversation was quickly hijacked by the succession law implications of a one-year-old and a three-year-old inheriting serious wealth potentially the partner not receiving the desired inheritance, and on what she would receive, she would feel the full force of the French succession tax system. Wow. So what about succession tax? Well, when it's children who are the beneficiaries, they can each receive up to €100,000 before they pay succession tax. What they subsequently then pay depends on how much they inherit. Above €100,000, succession tax rates start at 5%, but they quickly rise to 20%. The 20% band is quite generous, and children can receive over half a million euros before the tax rate increases to 30%, then 40 and finally 45% on inheritances over 1.8 million euros. The French taxman's generosity quickly wanes when inheritances move further out of the bloodline. If you don't have any children or you want to leave your disposable element to brothers or sisters, they can receive just shy of €16,000 tax-free, but they then pay 35% on the next €24,000 and then 45% on anything in excess. Move further out to what are known as relatives of the fourth degree, that's nieces, nephews, uncles, aunts and cousins, they get a not very generous tax-free allowance of just €1,600 and their inheritance and their inheritance are then taxed at a flat rate of 55%. If you don't have any relatives, or for that matter you don't want to leave anything to any relative apart from your kids because you don't have a choice, and you want to leave your assets to a friend or friends, they will incur an eye-watering tax bill of 60%. 
I should add that these days, no taxes are paid when assets pass on a spouse-to-spouse basis when the first spouse dies. But you need to remember, that's not as easy as it sounds because of the French succession rules we discussed previously. And the tax-free transfers don't count when you're both alive because, unlike the UK, transfers between spouses are taxed as gifts by the French taxman. Is inheritance and inheritance and tax in the UK the same as succession law and the taxes in France? <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling to understand how I'm going to answer that one succinctly, Howard, but uh, probably the only similarity is inheritance tax and succession tax are both paid when someone dies and their assets pass to someone else. Unlike France, where the state dictates who gets what when you die, in the UK you can leave whatever you want to whoever you want. That's why wills are much more important in the UK than they are in France. If you die in test in the UK, the courts decide who gets what, whereas in France, the succession rules dictate the asset distribution. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a French will, it's just not as important because the French system is so prescriptive. I described before how who gets what is taxed. I'm not sure that's correct English, but I'm sure you understand what I mean. In the UK, it doesn't matter who is inheriting when your estate exceeds £325,000. Inheritance tax is then payable, and it doesn't creep up as the amount you inherit increases. It hits at a fixed rate of 40%, and it's your estate that pays the tax, not your beneficiaries, as is the case with French succession tax. Now, 18 months ago... When Rishi Sunak was the UK Chancellor of the Exchequer, not its Prime Minister, he introduced a series of tax thresholds, which we've made frequent references to during these broadcasts. The current Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, recently extended those freezes, but we shouldn't forget, the IHT inheritance tax threshold has not increased since way back in 2009, and the current extension is for the threshold to stay where it is until 2028. UK inheritance tax is now collecting more revenue from the government than any taxes which are applied when you die have ever done before. His Majesty's Revenue and Customs recently reported 41,000 people had paid inheritance tax in the 2022-23 financial year. That figure has soared by 24% compared to 33,000 people who paid IHT the previous year. It's also nearly double what it was in 2018-2019 tax year when only 22,000 people paid IHT. Inheritance tax receipts during the last tax year generated a staggering £7.1 billion, which is way, way above the £6.1 billion collected the previous tax year. Where does Brussels IV fit into this cross-border situation? Well, since 2015, it has been possible to use the EU succession regulation, which is known as Brussels IV, to elect for the succession law of your country of nationality to apply when you die rather than your country of residence. French forced heirship rules frequently don't suit expatriate residents, so Brussels IV has been a big deal for lots of foreign nationals, and Brexit has not adversely affected your ability to choose to use Brussels IV. Now, you need to elect to use Brussels IV in a French will, and you also need a will back in your country of nationality, possibly the UK. But a word of warning, though. Brussels IV is not a one-stop solution. You need to understand the pros and cons, because there may be other, more efficient ways to achieve your testimony wishes. So you need to do your research, and I strongly recommend taking professional advice. Over time, 
rules and laws can become a little more liberal. However, that's not been the case with French succession rules. The French Constitutional Council recently strengthened its forced heirship rules, where assets pass in accordance with the provision of another country's succession law. Where there are no forced heirship rules, such as the law of England and Wales, the protected heirs, the children, can make a claim for the share they are entitled to under French law. This means children are now able to challenge their parents' wishes. The compensation mechanism only applies to French assets and where the will of the deceased didn't include any share for the children who have forced heirship rights. Does the way our assets are structured affect the tax we pay? Very much so. There, there are lots of things um, that can be done, but the biggest challenge is they have to be used in specific situations. I touched on it previously, but, but the starting point has to be understand how you are married. In the UK, we simply get married. It won't surprise you to hear there's a list of prenuptial requirements and surprise, surprise, you have to submit a dossier to your local mary here in France. One of the requirements is to meet with an auteur to discuss what French marriage scheme you will be married under. The one you choose will directly impact what happens to your assets when you die, which obviously could potentially be, if you think about it, 30, 40 or in 50 years' time. If you are married in the UK, then you move to France, France will apply a specific regime to your marriage because you haven't chosen a specific one. If the regime that is applied is the separation de bien regime, that is legally yours is treated as yours and what's your wife's or your husband's is treated as theirs and what you own jointly is then split down the middle. As I'm sure you can see, those legal divisions can create some testimony challenges. If you are married in the UK, I would urge you to visit Annotaire and discuss French marriage regimes to ensure you have the right regime for your testimony wishes. Another strategy is to use a clause tontine when you actually buy a property. This clause has to be inserted when the compromis devant is first signed. It can't be added later. But that tontine clause will ensure that a jointly purchased property automatically passes to the survivor. And of course, probably the most widely used succession tax strategy is to hold your investment assets in an assurance fee because the assets of an assurance fee stand outside of French succession law. Can you explain then a little more on how we can use an assurance fee for tax planning? Yeah, of course. The, as the name describes, how an assurance fee is simply life insurance policies. They can be structures like we're maybe familiar with in the UK, where you pay your premium and when you die, your nominated beneficiaries receive the life insurance benefits, which is the sum assured. Also like the UK, there are tax advantages to holding your investment assets within an assurance V structure, which is one of the main reasons why about 70% of the French population use assurance V and why, when you walk down any main street in France, there'll be an assurance V advert in every bank window. When investments grow within an assurance fee, you don't pay any tax unless the monies are withdrawn, which means the assets within the structure can be effectively managed to generate growth, free from any tax repercussions. The other reason why 70% of the French population use assurance fee is because of the draconian French succession rules, which we discussed previously. When the life assured dies, the assets of the assurance fee automatically pass to the nominated beneficiaries without any reference to French succession law because assurance fee stands outside of those rules, as I mentioned before. Now, the tax treatment of monies which are paid from your assurance fee to you while you're alive and then paid to your beneficiaries when you pass is much lower. Only the gain element of what you withdraw during your lifetime is taxable. 
So if you invest, say, 400,000 euros and you withdraw the 5% growth the assurance fee has made, you only pay tax on 5% of what you have withdrawn. So on a withdrawal of 220,000 euros, your tax bill will be just 300 euros. Your beneficiaries will also enjoy preferential tax treatment on the monies they receive when you pass. The first €152,500 is tax-free, and that's in addition to the normal succession allowance. The next €700,000 is taxed at just 20%, and any excess is then taxed at a maximum rate of 31.25. So if you live here and you don't have an assurance fee, you're probably missing a potentially big opportunity. So Rob, going back to where we started, what can Blevins Franks do for our listeners' later life planning requirements? Um, as our regular listeners know, Howard, Blevins Franks has been advising British expatriates who are resident in France for close on 50 years. If you've been to one of our cinema, seminars, you will know many of our clients are retired British expatriates who, shall we say, of a certain age, and although none of us know when our time will be up, when we get a little older, unfortunately, we're closer to the exit door. Later life planning, gosh, I hate that expression, is so important for many of the listeners. Some want to make sure their money goes where they want when they pass and not to the French government. Most people also want to minimise the tax their children will pay. And many have quite complicated family situations, so they want a combination of minimising taxes while achieving their testimony wishes. After 50 years, Blevins Franks is very, very experienced in putting together what we describe as strategic financial plans for our clients, which minimise tax while importantly ensuring the testimony requirements are put in place for them to achieve. Now, to create a strategic financial plan, a financial roadmap if you want, we take a holistic overall view of you, your assets and your wishes. A roadmap can't be created if you simply look at your assets in isolation. Mental health and well-being are rightly at the forefront of lots of people's thoughts these days. Blevins Frank's business was built on a passionate belief that our, that our clients' finances need to be correctly and appropriately arranged. Finances are frequently issue that wakes us up worrying in the wee small hours of the night. We believe we can come up with, with solutions that give you the peace of mind that it will give you also a good night's sleep. So to discuss your estate planning requirements and to reduce your tax by looking at your overall strategic financial planning arrangements, contact Levins Franks and arrange to speak to one of our locally based partners. The initial discussion is complimentary, so it won't cost you a penny to speak to us. The telephone number of our Valbon office is 0493-001780. That's 0493-001780. And if you live in Monaco or visiting Monaco, our Monaco office is more convenient for you. Our number here in Monaco is 97775574. That's 97775574. And if you'd like to learn more about Blevins Franks or make an appointment with one of our partners, you can visit our website, which is www.blevinsfranks.com. Many thanks, Rob. We'll talk again next Sunday. Look forward to it, Howard. Have a great week. The Blevins Franks Report. If you would like more information on any of the topics discussed in this programme, contact your local Blevins Franks office on 0493001780 or riviera at blevinsfranks.com. The UK pensions lifetime allowance and tax charges have been abolished. Welcome news for those with larger pension savings. 
A future government could, however, reverse this move, resulting in limited opportunity to take steps to protect yourself. Blevins Franks provides wealth management solutions for British expatriates in France and can help you explore pension opportunities. Call 0493001780 or visit blevinsfranks.com. That's blevinsfranks.com.